0: Welcome to the podcast of the Unitarian Universalist Area Church at First Parish in Sherbourne. No matter who you are, who you love, we welcome you into our community of religious seekers. Please join us for our Sunday worship services at 10.30 a.m. More information can be found on our website at uuac.org or visit our Facebook page at Sherbourne Unitarian Universalist. Jess Jonas will now give us our reading this morning.
1: I am waiting by Lawrence Berlinghetti. I am waiting for my case to come up and I am waiting for a rebirth of wonder. And I am waiting for someone to really discover America and whale. And I am waiting for the discovery of a new symbolic Western frontier. And I am waiting for the American Eagle to really spread its wings and straighten up and fly right. And I am waiting for the age of anxiety to drop dead. And I am waiting for the war to be fought which will make the world safe for anarchy. And I am waiting for the final withering away of all governments. And I am perpetually waiting for a rebirth of wonder. I am waiting for the second coming. And I am waiting for a religious revival to sweep through the state of Arizona. And I am waiting for the grapes of wrath to be stored. And I am waiting for them to prove that God is really American. And I am waiting to see God on television, piped onto church altars, if only they can find the right channel to tune in on. And I am waiting for the Last Supper to be served again with a strange new appetizer. And I am perpetually awaiting a rebirth of wonder. I am waiting for my number to be called. And I am waiting for the Salvation Army to take over. And I am waiting for the meek to be blessed and inherit the earth without taxes. And I am waiting for forests and animals to reclaim the earth as theirs. And I am waiting for a way to be devised to destroy all nationalisms without killing anybody. And I am waiting for linnets and planets to fall like rain. And I am waiting for lovers and weepers to lie down together again in a new rebirth of wonder. I am waiting for the great divide to be crossed. And I am anxiously waiting for the secret of eternal life to be discovered by an obscure general practitioner. And I am waiting for the storms of life to be over. And I am waiting to set sail for happiness And I am waiting for a reconstructed Mayflower to reach America with its picture story and TV rights sold in advance to the natives. And I am waiting for the lost music to sound again in the lost continent in a new rebirth of wonder.
0: Here with you and I hope that whatever form your Thanksgiving had to take, because I know it was not the normal Thanksgiving, not the Thanksgivings that most of us wanted that it still brought you some measure of comfort and joy and connection with those that you love. So as you know now from earlier in the service, today's the first Sunday of Advent, and Advent means arrival. In the Christian faith, it is the time to await the birth of Jesus Christ, the one who is called the light of the world. Advent can also be celebrated as a time of waiting for the winter solstice, The darkest day of the year on December 21st and the growing light that follows it. And some also see Advent as a way to call forth the new year to come and all of the possibilities that a new year can bring. So all of these traditions, all of these practices translate into waiting, 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 waiting for something better to come. I think I speak for all of us when I say that I can relate to that concept especially well this year. Uh, It feels like we have been in a year-long Advent cycle. We've been waiting for so long. We've been waiting for the pandemic to recede. We've been waiting for a vaccine to come, waiting for schools to reopen, waiting for travel to be safe again, waiting to hug our beloved friends and families. I think that's the hardest one for me second only to waiting to go back to church, waiting to sing again in a group together, waiting to be in the presence of our beloved community, waiting for the economy to grow. This list is not done yet. Waiting to go back to work, or maybe waiting to find a new job, waiting for the election to finally come. And now for many, many of us waiting and praying for a peaceful transfer of power. Waiting to breathe deeply again. Waiting to let go of anxiety. Waiting to release grief, anger and frustration. Most of all, for me at least, waiting for a definitive end to any of these things. Waiting for something that signifies this thing is now over and you can all move on with your lives but the world doesn't seem to work that way anymore does it did it ever work that way i'm not so sure when i found our reading this morning the poem i am waiting by lawrence ferlinghetti i thought for sure it was written recently because it speaks to so many of the things we are facing right now anxiety nationalism injustice but it turns out i was wrong i was quite wrong this poem was written in 1958 The author was an activist and an anarchist, if the poem didn't make that clear. He was a radical poet and a member of the Beat Generation along with Allen Ginsberg and Jack Kerouac. As I did a a bit of Googling to learn more about Ferlinghetti and his poem, I was reminded that the 1950s when this poem was written had a fair amount of unrest and division too. The country was in the middle of the Cold War with Russia at that time fears of communism gripped the country fed in part by senator joseph mccarthy and his tactics to root out communism in hollywood in the government and throughout our country it was an era known as the red scare and i actually believe the second red scare there was two of them that's how pervasive this fear of communism was in our country some of you may have memories of that or yeah, I've been there or have been told told about it by your parents um, also in the 50s in 1954 to be exact, the Supreme Court made a landmark decision in the Brown versus Board of Education case declaring school segregation of black and white children to be unconstitutional and that decision set off intense intense conflicts throughout the South, especially over desegregating schools. Also in the 50s, 1955, Rosa Parks refused to move from her seat in the whites only section of the bus. And her act of resistance sparked the year long Montgomery bus boycott in Alabama led by Martin Luther King Jr. And it is well known that Rosa Parks and this year long boycott sparked the seeds of the civil rights movement that would later unfold for over a decade. So there was was a lot going on back then. A lot of fear and division and hatred, but also a lot of resistance and speaking truth to power. Not so different than now, I think. I think about the millions of black people who waited for equality back then. They and their descendants are still waiting now. But to be honest, the line that struck me the most from this poem And frankly, the reason I chose it for worship today is his constant refrain at the end of each stanza, waiting for a rebirth of wonder. Much like the poet, I find that I am waiting for a rebirth of wonder, and I am praying that this season of Advent helps deliver it because I am waiting not just for the time when we can put the pandemic behind us or when we can move beyond this painful moment of partisan division, we're all waiting for those things and rightly so. But I'm also waiting for the morning when I can wake up calm instead of anxious. I'm waiting for the ability to easily embrace joy again. Most of all, I'm waiting for when I can live without needing assurance that there's reason for hope and that justice will prevail. I'm waiting to rediscover what it means to feel connected to our collective humanity again. For a time when I'm not constantly aware that half of our country seems to stand for all of the things that I stand against. So this season of Advent is about the birth of Jesus for many, yes, but it's also about renewal. It's about hope for what's to come. It's about the struggle to cross a threshold into a new understanding. And it's about looking for light amidst the darkness. And our offering song this morning, sung beautifully by Sarah, said it this way. Now the old has already passed away, but the new is too new to be born today. So I'm throwing out seeds on the winter snow, standing here on a new threshold. I can see a light. There's a light in the window. When I was a kid, I used to love to play outside in the wintertime. It didn't get that cold in the South. As as some of you may remember, I'm from Louisiana. Um, So winter was nothing like winter up here. Um, And it was a novelty if the temperature went down into the forties, it was a really big deal. So I'd put on like four sweaters because we didn't own big winter coats. We didn't need them. I'd put on like four sweaters and go outside to this big field behind our house with my brothers. And we'd stay out there all day. We'd stay out there till dark, enjoying the cold weather and just doing all the things that kids do when they're left alone to play. And as the sun went down, my parents would come out to the back porch and call to us to come inside. And it was only once they did that that I realized just how cold I was. My fingers were frozen. My feet were numb. And I had such a good time playing outside, but I didn't realize how really, really cold I was. So I would look to the house at the end of this field, our house, and I would see it all lit up inside. And I would know that my mom had something warm cooking on the stove or in the oven, and I knew that my dad was likely stoking a big roaring fire in our fireplace. So I would run towards the house with my frozen fingers and my numb feet, anticipating the feelings of coming in from the cold, the warmth and the love and the comfort that awaited me. And the reason I say that is because these days I feel like our souls are just longing to come in from the cold, longing for warmth and belonging and joy, longing to reclaim all of those things that we once took for granted, hugging each other, singing together in church. The list is endless. So... Friends, in the beginning of this Advent season, I encourage you to try to name what you're waiting for. I know that list is so, so long for so many of us, but what do you wait for the most? Can you name it? Can you make space for that longing in your heart and allow yourself the compassion to feel it? I ask this not to make you dwell on your suffering, we're all suffering enough already, but rather to help you seek out that which has the greatest power to bring you hope, to remind you and all of us exactly what it is that we live for. Our longings are what we fight for, for what we believe is important and what brings meaning to our lives. So in this season of waiting, may we remember to look for the lights in the window for the rebirth of wonder that is waiting to be realized, for the hope and the love that waits for us across the threshold. May it be so, amen.